This is serious. This is coming this week. In actual fact, it's tomorrow night. Starts tomorrow night, goes into Tuesday. So, one or two little pictures there. The, the people there are holding up the Torah scroll. But this is the Torah that the Jews love so much. And here are the younger people and children. And if you can make out in there, they're dancing round. They're holding uh, the Torah scroll as they're going round, which is the Word of God. The Torah is the first five books of the Bible. And tomorrow, I came across this one, Dave, and I did wonder whether we ought to have had it. It's called Simchat Torah. And it's the time when they rejoice. And I saw that one of the churches, I think it must be in America or Israel, they're actually having an ice cream party. I, I, I like the sound. I just didn't have enough time to try and sort of organise that for tomorrow night. But the thing about the Jewish communities is they love God's word so much that they have a specific time when they actually hold it and dance around with it and thank God that he's given them his word into their lives. And I think so often we take the word of God so lightly ourselves and again we go through our days and weeks and year and not really appreciate it but what they have done in their calendar is they've put specific times in when they really get excited so it places a focus on the word of God and they enjoy that and obviously they enjoy ice cream as well which I do. (laughs) Now um, a couple of weeks ago Jenny and I one or two others were at the um, head of the year at Glory of Zion We went to their conference. Jenny was one of the speakers at the conference. And they called the conference Securing the Gates of Our Future because we've moved into a new Jewish year and the Jewish year is 5776. Now, for the uninitiated, let me just uh, say this, that we, as we know, the Gregorian calendar, which was given to us by Rome, by Pope Gregory, we know that this year is 2015, yes? And it used to be 2015 AD, and then if you had a date prior to that, it was always BC, wasn't it? Before Christ, or AD, Anno Domini, sort of afterwards. But now that we've dissed God, because we don't want him, it's now before the common era, or sort of after the common era, isn't it? Um, But God and the Jews have a calendar that they work to. So we're working to a Roman calendar, which is okay because we all need, with this modern day and age and kind of the global village, we all need to be able to work to something. But the reason why oftentimes we are wanting to also not just understand what we're doing with the Gregorian calendar, but what God's calendar is about. Because... I don't know about you, but January, February, March through to December usually just means to most of us that we change our wardrobe. (laughs) Have you been like us? You're putting your T-shirts away and shorts away and you're getting your long sleeve shirts out and, and all of that and you're changing maybe your shoes because there isn't a great deal of difference as we go through the year. But God has given specific information and knowledge about the, the months, the times, the seasons, the years, so that we can get more out of the experience of 
life and our relationship with God. It says in Genesis that God made the sun, the moon, the stars. They were for signs and they were for the seasons and the months and the years. Yes? yes? I know we're in school a little bit more today, but I just want to sort of lay the foundation because some of you are very new. So this year is 5776 and it's called the season of I in Vav. Now, this was a picture that was just taken on the blood moon evening, if you remember that. Um, just amazing. At Tabernacles this year. And you probably know there's been a number of books that have been written about the blood moons. They don't happen often at all, particularly the Tetrad, where they are over several of them over a, a, a short period of time. They've happened at very strategic times in the past, in 1948, when Israel became a nation in 1967 over Yom Kippur and the Six-Day War. And we've had another tetrad of the blood moons over the feast seasons, and we've had this one. Some people thought the world would end at this particular time, but believe it or not, it's still going. So God has a plan, yes? Over and above. But it's amazing. It was an amazing picture, an amazing event worldwide. Things are happening, though. I just need to remind you, God's still alive. God's still working his plans and purposes out. And he still wants to work with us. So we're in the year 5776. Now, how many are familiar with this? Were you quite young when you first saw this? For those of you not sure, it's the alphabet. It's the English one. Um, 26 letters. What, do, what does A mean? Anybody know what Z means or why? <laughs> um, they, generally, they don't mean a lot, do they? They are helpful when we're putting words together and creating sentences, aren't they? But there is a Hebrew calendar. Now, you probably... Alphabet. An alphabet, sorry. Alphabet, sorry, Danny, thank you. There is an alphabet, and this is their alphabet. They, they've also... You, the alphabet is in yellow and where our alphabet and our words and books and how we read, we go from left to right, don't we? Uh, the Hebrews are a bit like the Chinese, they read from right to left. So if you look in the right hand corner, we've got the first letter there is Aleph and then Bet, Gimel, Dalet, 22 letters in their alphabet and underneath the first letter in yellow, in black, we've got what they call the pictograph, which was how that was in ancient times. And that also is a symbol and means, whoops, and means, uh, and means something as well. So there, there is meaning behind that. And then underneath it, you can actually see what the letter is, Aleph, Bet, Gimel. So does, that's a little bit, that's Hebrew, a little bit of Hebrew. So we're, we're going to look at, just for a second, this year, 5776, what this means. The 76, the letter 70, number 70, the letter I in, which is the 16th, is it 16th, like that. The I in, the letter there, the pictograph is of an I. And the number is 70 because the Hebrew language has a, a pictorial meaning, a bit like the ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics that has a pictorial meaning. Uh, I think the Chinese as well with their, their language, there's sort of a picture behind it as well. 
it has a pictorial meaning as well as a numerical value which means something. So there's a lot more richness to the Hebrew language than there is in the English. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you with me? So when we're studying uh, the, the Hebrew in particular, it's helpful because it gives us a greater richness of God and God's word and what God's trying to bring out for us as human beings. Because God wants every month to be different for you. Hello? In fact, he wants every day, every week, every month to be different. That's why he's put a day of rest for all of us so that we're not continually rushed off our feet, mentally stressed. He gives us a day and he says, this is a special day. It's not the same as every other day. On this special day, this Sabbath day, this is a day for you to actually dial down a bit, take a bit more of a break, do some different things to just refresh yourself. Is that sensible? Okay. And then in the months, there, there is meaning to the different Hebrew months as well, which is very different to just January, February, March, which just seem to roll on. And there, there is often not a lot of meaning or focus to those. Would you agree? But you see, what God wants for us as people is he wants us to be constantly refreshed. He wants us to be able to know that we can focus on different things as we move from month to month. And even from year to year, God has a richness behind the years that he wants us to focus on. Rather than us just sort of bobbing along, and you know what you do, you suddenly, you realise, man, I'm 58, or I've been married 30 years, or where did the last decade go? You know what I'm saying? How different am I from 10 years ago to now other than I've got a few more wrinkles and a few less hairs? You know, what has changed? Well, what God wants to do is he wants us to get a better understanding of the months and the years. Sorry? Yeah, building a history with him and also having a focus so that we're always fresh and staying alive in our relationships. Wouldn't it be boring in our marriages and normal relationships if they were the same every day? If you said the same old thing. Do you want a cup of coffee? Yes, I do. Here is your coffee. Shall I open the curtains? Yes, you shall. So, you know, that'd be very mundane, wouldn't it? God wants a freshness so that we stay alive and alert because he's alive and he has a plan for your life for the community, for our nation, for families. But he's doing a work globally and he wants us to be switched on to that. Does that make sense? So this decade of 5770 to 5779 was different to the previous decade and it will be different when we move into 5780 in that next decade. Does that make sense? Because... Things are changing. God knows what's coming. And much of this meaning, we can always say, well, God could do that any time. He could have done that last year. He could do it next year. He can do it in 10 years' time. But God wants to bring things to our attention so that we stay focused. And we don't just keep bobbing along and not changing anything ourselves. So the 
the decade of I-in, the word I-in means an eye. That's why we've got a picture of an eye. And it means to see, but it also means to understand and even more importantly, to obey. Okay? And we have been encouraged in this decade that's to do with sight and vision that we're not to look at things like we've always looked at them. We need to look and look again to see what really is happening because so often... Do you know how the eye works? You know as marketeers and shopkeepers, they want to make sure that you are constantly aware of the products that they've got. And that's why they tend to move things around. When we go to exhibitions, what I tend to do when we're there over a few days is set my stall out. But the problem is, if you have someone that goes by and they scan it with the eye, you can take in a lot of information quickly, can't you? And very often, once that's been scanned, you think you know what's there, and then unless something changes, you, you're not aware of what's there. Does that make sense? That's why often you can have too many signs telling you too many things, and you don't see any of them. Because there's too much information, it's a bit of an overload. So... What God is saying to us in this decade is we as believers especially need to look with fresh eyes at the scriptures, look with fresh eyes at what's going on in the world so that we don't get caught out. Because the enemy in these end times is bringing massive deception to try and lure us away and to try and take our focus so that we become passive, compromising, and we don't make the difference that God wants for us in this day and in this age. So, eyesight is important. It also relates to divine providence as well. God has got so much he wants to deposit in our lives, we've got to keep looking for him. So, dates also paint a picture. This is why we're focused on this one. The I in Vav is 76. I in his 70s, I've said, and the Vav is number 6. Now... I brought with me today a plastic tent peg. This isn't going to do a great deal of damage. We've got a metal one uh, that we will have on display. This is a plastic one. It could hurt, I guess, if I put it at the side of your head and hit it with this mallet. It might, it might damage something. But it, the, the VAV is like a tent peg. But we're going to see that in a second. The thing about the eye is this, that in its perception, it can either see good or evil. We can either be optimistic as people or pessimistic. We can perceive things through a good eye or a bad eye. The Bible talks about if your, if your eye, the eye of your heart is dark, then your whole being is going to be full of darkness. But if your heart and your eye is light, then there's going to be a whole lot of light in your life and that's going to make a huge difference. So Desmond Tutu said this, I'm not an optimist, but I am a prisoner of hope. Which is saying a similar thing. But this is, this is the issue. If your expectation is constantly negative... What do you think your harvest is going to be? Yeah, because 
Um, Norman Vincent Peale got criticised a lot when he wrote a book called The Power of Positive Thinking because he said, all oh, this is all just mind over matter. But I don't know about you, I've tried the power of negative thinking and that works as well. The only problem is, it isn't very nice. Having a positive outlook and looking at uh, things positively through God's lens makes a huge difference. Sometimes the thing that is holding you back is all in your head. It's in your eyes, it's in your heart, even in your mouth. The things that we say that are negative. That little plastic chair could move very easily by that, I don't know, it's a horse or a donkey. But it's just positioned there. Do you know the way that they train elephants is that they tie it to a metal stake in the ground that will not move. And when that elephant's been trained, they then just put a wooden stake in the ground that anybody could move, but it will not move because it's already learned containment. They train fleas by sticking a lid on a jar and the little fleas, once they've had a headache a few times, then, this is apparently, scientists tell us this, then when they take the lid off, they won't jump out the jar because they know what their level is. I want to say to you today, you have not reached your level. You still have room to grow in God and we're going to see amazing things because we are people of hope. Yes. I don't just want to use the word optimist, but listen, we hope in him, don't we? Yes. Things are going to change for the better because we win. If you've read the book, the Torah that we get excited about, I want those of you that are coming tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, I want you to bring your Bibles and I want you to bring your dancing shoes. Okay, because we need to get excited about God's word. Because we win! You know, and the devil's doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of injustice out there. There is a lot of displacement and poverty and goodness knows what. But we win and God is bringing all things new in his life. Now, apparently, Ian is a silent letter in that it does see, but it doesn't speak. We quite like that, men, wouldn't we, about certain things? I'm saying nothing, I'm just leaving you to fill the blanks in, really. I bet the letter I in isn't in a certain female word. Anyway, that's something else. So, it speaks about humility. <laughs> when yeah, I get home. Anyway, speaks about humility. God always resists pride but he does give grace to the humble. So as we're moving forwards as people, we're going to move forwards with humility, but we're going to see incredible things with what God is going to do. And we certainly are, as God enables us to see things in a fresh way. For this weekend, our ladies have done a display for us, and we're going to have a display on a rolling basis at the front because we want it to speak to us about the season that we're in. Is that okay? So it's going to change. And what they've tried to uh, bring out this time is the fountain and water and the river. Can you see the blue? 
This is really about the, the, the river that's coming down, and, and uh, Diane and Stuart have kind of loaned us their water features as well. It's a season, this, this iron season, meaning fountain and fountain of wisdom. I want to be wise, I don't know about you. I read Proverbs, one of the um, chapters in Proverbs every day, because I want to be a man who is wise. And I want that book and the author of that book to really speak into me with the challenges that I face as I go through life. So it's all about just a new release of wisdom for all of us. In the book of James, James says that if any of us lack wisdom, then we should ask God, and he will give to us liberally, but we do need to ask in faith. Because if we don't ask in faith, then we're going to be double-minded. And a double-minded person will not receive an answer from God. So when we're asking for something, we need to be really single-minded, single-focused. So, be a fountain, not a drain. Amen. Amen. Um, be a channel of blessing, not just some stagnant reservoir. Now, reservoirs are good for certain times, but usually they're getting being drawn off all the time, aren't they? The thing about a reservoir is it rains, which it's going to do tomorrow. It hasn't done for seven days. It's going to rain tomorrow. Fill our reservoirs off because we've all been pulling off that reservoir, haven't we? We've had showers and cups of tea and washing up and all the rest of it. We need to be channels of blessing, amen? So that's good. In this decade as well, God really has been developing our prophetic insight as a body of people. Uh, it's been interesting worldwide that God has been releasing back to the church prophets who will declare the word of the Lord, and that has been helping us, and God wants us to develop our prophetic insight. I believe he wants to do that for all of us, that we can see things that we've never seen before. Because we, things are going to pick up a pace in these next few weeks and months. As we see the end times fast approaching, we need to have a greater level of prophetic insight. And we're going to pray for this today, for ourselves, that we get a fresh revelation from God and that he begins to open our eyes uh, to what he's doing uh, in these end times. Now, some people are seeing optimistically and some people are seeing pessimistically. <laughs> and sometimes that's how they're prophesying as well. Now, I really believe that we should be promoting the positive because faith works by hope and by love. Here's a couple of scriptures. Can you imagine Monty... Going before the army and saying, now guys, we've got a big battle with the Germans tomorrow. Just need to let you know, there's three of them for every one of us. They're better trained, they're more disciplined. The weapons they've got far superior to ours. And uh, majority of you are going to die tomorrow. Uh, just thought I'd let you know, just to encourage you. How many do you think would be on parade tomorrow already and pumped up and... Or the coach, you know, that's getting up before the football game or whatever. I mean, how, how do they speak? Yeah. If you go to the team every time and you say, what a useless bunch you were last night, England, when you were playing against Australia. What went wrong? You're hosting the rugby, is it the World Cup? Yeah. The Rugby World Cup and you're out. What's the deal? 
You know, if you're constantly speaking negative and all the rest of it, football teams and cricket teams and all the rest of it pay loads of money to people to come in to speak positively to them and speak some hope into them. And you can do it, guys, don't they? And we were reading something by, uh, you might not have heard this man, Johnny Enlow, but he has brought forward especially the Seven Mountain uh, paradigm for us, that, that Christians ought to be involved with uh, the family life, with government and business and arts and entertainment, the media. We ought to be involved in all those parts of life, not just sort of backing away. And he was talking, we read a letter recently, because Kim Clement, who is a, an amazing international uh, prophet, he has been quite poorly and there's been a lot of criticism of his ministry for a number of years because he's bringing a positive word from the Lord and some of the other guys are constantly saying, you know, judgment's coming, it's really going to be bad. Uh, Kevin and Rosie will probably remember as we were growing up in church, we had a, a lady who would prophesy most weeks and every time this lady got up and shared a word, it was always, there's a dark time coming. Such a dark cloud, it's going to be so dark. And we had that every week. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it was pretty dark, really. But you know what? That's not God's heart. In the Old Testament, when God had to speak through his prophets and say, Guys, you're in a mess, you've turned away from me, you've, you've gone into idol worship and all the rest of it, and judgment's coming, but God would always give them some hope. God would always give them a get-out. Uh, when we went over to the States, we watched the film War Room. We're hoping that it comes over here. Uh, it's an amazing film. It, it's about a, a, a lady uh, who is really struggling in her marriage, and a friend that she meets, another lady, tells her how to pray, teaches her how to pray. And it's all about going into your closet, which happened to be her wardrobe where she kept her clothes. Because in America, they all have walk-in wardrobes, not like we do. And she should clear everything out and begin to pray, learn how to pray. And I realised the film is amazing. Um, I hardly had a dry eye throughout the whole film. It was just so exciting because I really felt that although people are saying America deserves judgment for the things that it has done as a nation... I really felt that God was saying, mercy triumphs always over judgment. And even though you deserve the penalty of judgment and the penalty of death, this is why Jesus came, mercy will always come over that if you will repent, if you will come back to me. And so many people have gone to see this movie and it, and it, came, it knocked whatever the other uh, movie was nationally in America off the charts as it went to number one. And um, already there are other Christian films that this company have made and that, that are going to be premiering where I believe God's getting his word out because in that film, the gospel is just spoken. The name of Jesus is mentioned. A man, a credible man, kneels down and asks God for forgiveness. It is a phenomenal film and we need to get it over here. But God is about mercy and grace and a second chance and a third chance. And he wants that. So we're going to keep prophesying 
that God is doing a new thing. And yes, there might be the tribulation that we've got to go through, but the church is going to get brighter in the midst of loads of mess that's going on out in the world. But you and I are going to rise to a new place in Him. Because no, you know, no great leader arises in a time of peace, but they do come to the front in a time of war. And if God is going to have a beautiful, glorious bride that it talks about in the book of Ephesians to marry to his son Jesus, it's going to come through persecution. But you and I are going to make a major difference in life. So we're not going to have the negative stuff that spreads fear, that's judgmental. We really want to encourage the word of the Lord going out and going strong. And we're going to see each subsequent year throughout this decade just releasing greater revelation through what God's doing. Now, here's a prayer that I just want us to pray. Let's just do it uh, right now together. Now, if you want to put your, your hand on your eyes and on your heart, then you can do. But let's pray. Sharp, it is sharpen my spiritual discernment that I may hear you clearly. Let prophetic insight be upon me today. Lord, I want to pray right now at this juncture that as we watch the news on the TV, as we maybe read a newspaper, but as we as well read your word, Lord, would you give us such insight into what you're doing so that we can be effective in prayer and that we really can begin to make a difference through our lives and through our witness in Jesus' name. Okay, now quickly, the other thing is the number six, the VAV, which is the, the, uh, the extra year this year. It is this hook, this tent peg and nail. It's a connecting pin. And translated, it means and, which is a bit boring. But it is the great connector. Now, Dip brought a great bit of revelation on Sunday, which he's going to do next week. So, fantastic. It's all about heaven invading earth because... The first occurrence of the Vav is in Genesis 1.1. And we're all probably familiar with this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the Vav, the earth. So, the Vav is this connector between heaven and earth. Now, there's always been a connection between heaven and earth. But this year, we're going to keep speaking about it and hammering it because God wants us to know that we are the Vavs. We are because we connect heaven and earth. God is not going to shout out of heaven, this happened, that happened, all the rest of it. He wants to use our mouths. He wants to use our feet, our hands, our hearts to demonstrate his heart to the world. He wants us to reach out to these people that are fleeing conflict and warfare around the world. He wants us to embrace them. I was listening to a couple of guys this morning and the things that they've gone through to get to England lost family members uh, terrible regime that they were part of and they're coming to our nation because they want a place of safety they want a place where their family is safe well we're going to be the connector in these end times because let me tell you things aren't going to get better out there till Jesus puts his foot down on planet earth and he rules, the Bible says, with a rod of iron. He's going to deal with all those that are opposed to him. So, heaven 
is going to invade earth over this next year period more than ever before, more than what we've seen before. And he wants to do it through us. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? Hallelujah. This is the last scripture. Hebrews 6 verse 19. And the writer says this, This hope we have as an anchor to the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Our faith in Jesus Christ is like an anchor, and that anchor is in the Holy of Holies, in the very throne room of God. We know that our faith is unshakable. When we said yes to Jesus Christ and we invited him into our lives, he has made sure that we're going to have eternal life and that we will fulfill our purpose and destiny if we stay in relationship with him. So he's done it. It's an anchor. Our faith is an anchor. And we know that God is holding the end of that anchor. How much more sure, how much more certain can we be of our future than knowing that God is at one end and we're at the other? I think that's such an incredible verse. It's behind the veil. It's in the very presence of God and he's not going to let us go. So God, today, we want to thank you that in this year as we have moved into a new Hebraic year with you, God, we declare that we're going to connect heaven and earth like never before. We want to be more focused, God, as believers. We want our eyesight really quickened this year, our prophetic gifts and abilities, we want those sharpening. We want to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit like we never have before. Because, Lord, we want to be able to speak hope into people. We want to speak life into people. And we want to see them released from the pressures and the torment that Satan has put on those lives. And so, Father, may we make a difference as ambassadors for you, as emissaries from the kingdom of God. Lord, we want to be those that make a difference in Jesus' name, for his sake, for his glory. Amen. 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 Yeah. Yeah.